Welcome to The Bold Podcast, a podcast designed to make you want to challenge yourself in your personal, emotional, spiritual, and family life to be bold, to share more of yourself with others, to live a life of passion, purpose, and authenticity. Bring it. We're back two weeks in a row. Season three is off to a very good start. Uh, Very excited. Today, we're going to talk about the Annunciation, the Visitation, and the birth of little baby Jesus. And we're just going to kind of talk through those today about, you know, the characters in those stories, the people, and how they were bold and how it inspires us and just whatever wisdom we've kind of pulled from it um, in our lives. But first, we're going to do a little bit of a heart check, a little heart check-in. Janelle, how's your heart? How are you doing? I'm doing good. I um, had a nice Memorial Day weekend down in Albany. Um, We were able to help my parents a little bit getting out of their house of 46 years. Wow. 45 years, actually. I'm trying to think how old am I? I was one (laughs) years old when (laughs) that tells you how old I am. (laughs) One years old when they moved into that house and it's three-story Victorian old, old house. And so we were able to like help them a little bit um, get into some boxes, do some building of shelves in their new place. And yeah, it was good. Spent some time playing hand and foot, which is a card game. Um, so it was just nice to spend time in my childhood home with my family and yeah, it was good. We swam in the pool. It was really hot. So we got to swim in the pool, which I don't know how many more times we get, the kids will get to do that since they'll be moving in about a month. So yeah, it was good. Nice. Nice. How Um, about you? What's your heart look like? My heart is like super like at peace, joyful, excited, like all the good emotions right now. Um, Yeah. We had a super nice Memorial weekend. Like I really was adamant, like we are taking three days as a family. Cause normally, I mean, I usually work Sunday, so we're, we typically have a one day weekend. So even in the pandemic, it's been very draining. Um, and so to really have like three days as like a nuclear family together to just hang out. I mean, we really didn't do a whole lot. Like all I wanted to do was read a book outside on the patio and hang out. So that's what we did. We, we kept it really low key. We had a barbecue with friends. I was able to hug people. I haven't been able to hug in years. So that was really nice. Um, and then this whole week, I'm excited about our story today because it's kind of fitting in in my life a little bit right now because um, we are expecting baby number two. So Janelle got to find that out a couple weeks ago, but um, we got to have it our, official. it's official. It's now official. It's on the podcast, um, but we got to have our first ultrasound this week. So that was making it very real and, and reminding me that the nauseousness is worth it and everything. Um, but so, yeah, it's just been a lot of fun and exciting things and just, you know, getting ready this time of year, I always get excited for the, like we're sevens, right? So we're always excited for the next thing. So I'm kind of in that fun planning stage of like signed up Nora for a soccer camp and dance camps and, you know, getting ready for, you know, what she can do in the fall and daycare and stuff. So there's just been a lot of kind of fun things to be thinking about and hope that things are getting a little bit easier right now. So yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's so exciting for you. Yes, I'm, I'm so excited for you. So, all right. Annunciation. Annunciation. What you got? Um, Well, I think this is one of the stories that um, I've always been drawn to. And um, 
let me find, let's see, I was looking at Luke is where, so the, the, like the narratives of the birth of Jesus are mostly found in Luke and in Matthew, and they're a little bit different in each of them. Um, but Matthew, or sorry, Luke is where it really focuses on the Annunciation. So I'm going to be turning to, so just so you know, Luke, the first chapter of Luke. Mm -hmm. Verse 26. This 26 this is, is yeah. kind of where it starts. Mm -hmm. And um, I love the way that Mary is addressed by the angel Gabriel. He says, he came to her and said, greetings, favored one. Um, and that just has always been something that, that has always drawn to me, like Mary's place in the story. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it was until I did my Marian consecration a few years ago that I really understood her role in all of this, mm -hmm. but how, when the angel Gabriel came to her, how scared she might must have been and how um just in the place that she was it just it is always really like I've been always been drawn to the story of the Annunciation mm -hmm. and um the angel talks to her and says that you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you will name him Jesus he will be great and will be called the son of the most high the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And in his kingdom, there will be no end. And then Mary says, how can this be since she is a virgin? And, and immediately the angel says to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy and he will be called the son of God. And um, I was thinking about like the cloud that, that um overshadows mary is kind of like the cloud of x that that came in exodus in the book of exodus the spirit of the lord mm -hmm. um was at that time just mm -hmm. given to certain people at certain times mm -hmm. in certain situations yeah. and um you know the holy spirit wasn't given to all of us until pentecost mm -hmm. um, but here the holy spirit is coming to mary in this way and um basically allows her to conceive um, the son of God. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that that story is always, she said yes mm -hmm. to that and under duress, under like yeah. penalty of being stoned, mm -hmm. um, not really being, mm -hmm. being betrothed to Joseph, but not really um, being in a place where she could all of a sudden be pregnant. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so, um, this story is always just really like, fascinated me mm -hmm. like yeah. here I am Lord I'm going to do it according to your word mm -hmm. let it be done to me let it be done to me according to your word yeah that the spirit of God is breathed upon her and she she says yes to that I don't know your thoughts on the enunciation I, well it's so funny because it really hasn't been until recent years that I've really come to have a better understanding of Mary um, and her role you know in the church I think I just wasn't really, there was a lot that I wasn't really taught or probably a lot that I just didn't really like pay attention to or listen to <laughs> um, when I was being taught it when I was younger. But um, I always, um, 
And it's so funny because I ha have had this thought like my entire like childhood and teen years and growing up and they're like, oh, Mary was so young and she said yes. And I always had this like internal like thought of it all. And then I was listening to Father Mike Schmidt's podcast and it made me feel so much better because he's like, so many people have come to me and said this. And um, I was like, okay, what, what did they say? And it was that like, people don't really get the enunciation and get kind of mad about it because they're like, well, but it was easy for Mary because like God, like she was created with no sin. And so like, yeah, she's doing this big task, but like God made it easy for her kind of. And so like, I kind of like in my head, like when I was first learning the story growing up, there was a little bit of like me not really like kind of diminishing that, like how hard that like, yes was like just oh well but God made it easy for her because he made her without sin and then I listened to this YouTube video from Father Mike Schmitz um I found it this past December when I was getting ready for um some of the many days in uh, I'm sorry I lost December. you what oh sorry um my computer battery was about to die so I have to oh <laughs> really sorry got distracted no worries. Um, so um he was talking about how you know you know, a lot of people have this, like, but God made it easy for Mary. And he's like, well, God is always going to equip you for what he calls you for. So, but then he went on this whole talk about how we don't have to be like jealous of Mary being without sin. And then went into this whole talk about how like lonely her life probably was because of the fact that because she was at, without sin didn't make it easy for her, or it didn't make her perfect but that anytime she was confronted, she always chose God and how like when we have to, when we're confronted with sin or confronted with, you know, choices, we don't always choose God. And when we do choose God, sometimes that can be a really lonely road. And so it's like, so think about Mary. I mean, every single time she chose God. So think of how lonely her road had to be so many at so many moments, always saying yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, I never thought of it like that. And then when you think about the fact that she's like 15, you know, like me as a 36 year old <laughs> saying yes to God every time, I mean, like, like, you know, it's just, it's pretty profound to think about. And then, so he talked a lot about just that there's probably never anyone that's walked a more lonely road, like just always saying yes to God. And so talked about how we can kind of think about the profound loneliness, but also the profound strength that she had because like who knows the battle more, the person that always says yes to sin or the person that says no, like it's the person, like if she's always choosing God, like how strong you have to be to know like how hard that fight really is. So that like, just reading that, I mean, that was in December that I read that and that like totally changed so much of my perspective because hearing the story and just reading the text, like, it's like, okay, the angel appeared the only thing Mary asked was how, and then was like, okay. And I'm like, well, I would have way more questions. I would have like, there's a piece of, I wish there was more of the, like the human, you know, struggle of Mary in this story, just because when you do spend time thinking about it and bringing it apart, it's, it's really, really profound. Um, but yeah, that I would, I wish that I would have that strength to just ask maybe one question about how, and then just be like, behold, whatever you say, Lord, like, <laughs> right. To have that amount of trust, right. Lack of fear. Yes. I mean, she, her fiat was enormous. Yes. The fiat is a word for her, her yes. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think 
she just, I mean, that what I said earlier, like she just allows it to just happen. And she has, I'm, I'm sure she had to have been scared Mm -hmm. say that she was, but like (laughs) that ultimate trust, Mm -hmm. I mean, she still, even though she was without sin, she still had human emotion. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then her, the fact that she had to then go tell her betrothed Mm-hmm. Joseph that that this is this God had done this for her mm-hmm. some might say to her but for her I mean mm-hmm. such a blessing yeah. such a I mean she became the new Eve this mm-hmm. yeah. you know the mother of God mm-hmm. and her womb carried this the God incarnate mm-hmm. is his flesh and I mean just all of that, thinking about that. I mean, picturing myself in her shoes, I can't even imagine. Um, you know, God, I think destined her, I know destined her from that, from the beginning uh-huh. because she was without sin. So she was able to be such a pure vessel uh-huh. for Jesus, but um, she had to have been so bold in, yeah. you know, telling Joseph this uh-huh. and um you know, and a, a woman at that time that had to have been really difficult. Yeah. yeah. I know. yeah. This story always has been one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then going on to the, the visitation and just like the canticle of Mary and just how joyful that those words are like it even like it's just such a contrast too and then if you're thinking about like all of the difficulty that she has to endure by this yes right the you know all of the all the challenges that come with that and the loneliness and all of that and yet like my soul proclaims the greatness of the lord and just the joy the joy in all of that is is so complete joy i mean the magnificat it starts at my soul magnifies the lord and my spirit rejoices in god my savior for he he has looked with favor on the loneliness of his servant Mm -hmm. surely from now on all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me and holy is his name Mm -hmm. wow she proclaims that to um elizabeth during the visitation so going to the visitation mm-hmm. um it's basically the story of when elizabeth mary set out and went to with haste mm-hmm. to a judean town in the hill country where she entered the house of zachariah and greeted elizabeth now elizabeth backstory of elizabeth she would had been barren her whole life mm-hmm. and had just um was also had conceived a child in her old age so she and Mary had something in common. Mm-hmm. Um, they both were going to become moms for the mm-hmm. first time. And at the same time, their pregnancies were under extraordinary conditions, mm-hmm. both of them. Yeah. Elizabeth being an older woman, which mm-hmm. was not common during that time to have mm-hmm. a baby at such an old age. And mm-hmm. Mary having literally the son of God in her womb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. being yeah. unmarried um and in a kind of precarious position mm-hmm. and so they were they were kins women they were mm-hmm. cousins yeah. mm-hmm. and um when when elizabeth heard mary's greeting the child leaped in her womb now the womb, mm-hmm. the child in her womb was john the baptist who was a um prophet right before jesus was the cousin of jesus and actually the one that 
was to baptize Jesus, which we'll talk about in another episode, if you don't know the story. Um, and Elizabeth being filled with the Holy Spirit once again. Mm-hmm. So the Holy Spirit's yeah. all over these stories yeah. in major ways. Yeah. Um, which is beautiful because like I said, this is before Pentecost. Um, she proclaimed with a loud cry, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And right there is the first, uh, stanza or first part of our Hail Mary Mary. Mm -hmm. prayer. Um, and that comes straight from scripture. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that's just such a beautiful story. And then Mary replies with her Magnificat. Mm-hmm. So that story of the visitation just really bears to mind these two women, mm-hmm. this sisterhood of women, um, which I think is so beautiful. I mean, she she traveled such a far way. I don't think it was a, a short journey to go visit her, mm-hmm. her cousin. And she did that because of the importance of female friendships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just think that that's beautiful. And we're sharing the story when we just announced that Kristen's pregnant with her, with her little one, number two. Well, so, it's so um, funny because I remember, I remember hearing this was the gospel um, at mass, like right when I was pregnant with Nora, right around the time where it was like any week now you should be able to feel the baby kick. And we were at mass. I, I remember like I was sitting in the back, I was running the soundboard. And I was like, kind of just like in the zone of like work side of mass, not like being fully present at mass. And then like, they started reading the gospel and I was like, oh, it's like, would it be so cool if the baby kicked right now? And she didn't, but I was like, man, that would have been the best story. And like the coolest little blessing, um, it happened a couple of weeks later, but I was like, oh, that would have been, but like it, it, like when you are in, in the moment living that kind of like these stories just come to life so much and um, yeah, I do love the, the, the human side of this, just the sisterhood and the community, you know, component of just, you know, journeying together in, in pregnancy and all of that, that, that comes with this as well. So, yeah. Amen. That's such a beautiful story of, um, sisterhood and, mm-hmm. um, helping each other out during times of need and, mm-hmm. um, how bold both of them were to, mm-hmm. to be, um, in places mm-hmm. of pregnancy, yeah. um, yeah. when it was difficult. Yeah, absolutely. So that's pregnancy the story. when it's easy is really hard. <laughs> right. Know? So I mean, yeah, anyone that takes that on in extreme circumstances is a saint. <laughs> Agreed. And how important, um, new life is. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's the story of the visitation. Mm-hmm. And I believe definitely that it's definitely a story of sisterhood mm-hmm. and um, it's beautiful. Yeah. So going on to the nativity. Mm-hmm. So we're going to stay in Luke and there's lots of people mm-hmm. in the story of the nativity. And this is probably the most known story in all of Christianity. I would say the birth of Jesus. I mean, a lot of people know, most people know about his death and resurrection, mm-hmm. but I would say more people are familiar with the baby in the manger. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, just in terms of, you just think of Christmas and decorations, like even if they're not really religious, like 
in the secular world of Christmas, even like the nativity still bleeds into everything with like Rudolph and Frosty. Like it's just, it's part of everything you see in that season. Uh, I agree. It's so a little it bit is, more yeah. known. I mean, yeah. people recognize the cross. If you're not Christian, you recognize the cross, but you may not know completely what that means, mm -hmm. but you yeah. see the baby in the manger yeah. and you recognize it. Okay. Christians believe that that is the son of God mm -hmm. yeah. or that yeah. that is an important person. That's Jesus. Yeah. Basically yeah. that little baby is Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, what they think about Jesus, you may, may not is all over the map, but, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I think that that the nativity is definitely the most known sure. story mm -hmm. and there's a lot of characters in the story mm -hmm. and from the beginning uh, Mary and Joseph definitely the holy family mm -hmm. um, and we haven't really talked much about Joseph but mm -hmm. this is the year of Joseph yeah. and I just did a consecration to Joseph mm -hmm. and it was beautiful mm -hmm. I learned a lot about his life and how big of a yes he said Mm -hmm. um, to be the guardian and yeah. the father of Jesus. And mm -hmm. that has been such a blessing to me to, to know, even though he spoke no words mm -hmm. in scripture, his presence was yeah. ultimately, I mean, yeah. completely necessary to the story. Yeah. Um, he really saved Mary from complete mm -hmm. scorn yeah. and isolation. Um, you know, he, he, without him in the story, there's, it's not a story. Yeah. <laughs> He's necessary here. Um, and how bold he was to, you know, having the angel appeared to him and saying, you know, Mary is with child, you need to be her husband and him saying yes to that as well. And then just guarding her yeah. and protecting her and all of that. So, um, that's all before the birth of the birth of Jesus. Uh -huh. Um, we're still in Luke. Let's see Luke, the second uh -huh. chapter of Luke. Uh -huh. And, um, it tells them that they have to go to another city called Bethlehem. And, um, they had to register because of the census. And he, Mary and Joseph, they were expecting baby Jesus. And while they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped in the bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I always, I just learned this recently. Um, and this is very Catholic thing to talk about, but they placed him in, in a place where a manger, which is not normally where you would put a child, uh -huh. but because he was born in a stable, uh -huh. they had to put him where they, in like a feeding trough where uh -huh. food yeah. uh -huh. given to animals. Uh -huh. And ultimately Jesus is the bread of life. Like he uh -huh. is food for us. Uh -huh. And his first um, place he resides in earth is a place for food. Yeah. And just that, that, that manger held um, extra meaning there. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I just love yeah. that. I love yeah. that. Um, that just blew my mind that, that imagery, there's so much imagery in the scriptures mm -hmm. that you don't, you're not even aware of until you like dig deep a little bit more into mm -hmm. what this all means. But, um, and then the shepherds, the shepherds in the story, mm -hmm. um, how bold they were. I mean, for, for this story, the shepherds are all of us. 
We're Mm -hmm. all the shepherds. Mm -hmm. The shepherds are witnessing the birth of of Mm -hmm. Jesus. And they didn't know that it was coming. It was like Mm -hmm. not something like Mary and Joseph were aware that a baby was coming and it was going to be the son of God. But the the shepherds were just doing their business out in the field. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the glory of the Lord stood before them. And they, they were terrified, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid for see, I'm bringing you good news of great joy for all the people to you that is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Messiah, the Lord. And just that imagery of the shepherds seeing the baby and the angels appearing before them. Uh I mean, this is every day for us, I Uh think as Christians. Um, Jesus in our midst and sometimes we do recognize the presence of God in our midst and sometimes we don't and hopefully we can be as bold as those shepherds were to recognize the Messiah in their midst yeah yeah I think what I've always just loved about the birth of Jesus is just like how humble and simple it was and how it was so different than what they were expecting right they were expecting you know god to send a king like a true king like that they were used to seeing to come and fight battles and you know pull rank on everything and to you know have god come as human as like the most innocent you know as a baby needing to be cared for it just like it just sets up i mean all of all of the teachings of how we're called to live and follow jesus example you know and the last shall be first and just, and serving others. Like it just, it's, I just think it's so beautiful and um, just love just the humbleness and simplicity of that. And it just, I don't know. It just, I think it's always spoke like just God's unconditional love for us and just how Jesus coming as just this little, you know, baby that can't care for itself. I just, I love that, that altogether. yeah, that's always just kind of resonated with me of just how, how big God is and just like how beautiful his plan is. Right. Like, because we need, we kind of need things. <laughs> we really need to learn a lesson, right. We need it to be a little bit different, right. Like it's just, it's such a different meaning than Jesus just coming as this great King and powerful and everything. Right. Just coming as a powerless baby is just so, so huge. Amen. Oh. Oh. All right. So going to, we've been in Luke mostly uh-huh. and um, because that kind of tells the stories of the shepherds, but if you want to hear the story of the wise men, that's more uh-huh. in Matthew uh-huh. chapter two. And the wise men were definitely bold in this story as well. Um, uh-huh. People don't really know what kind of wise men they were. They've been called like the magi. They uh-huh. could, they could have been like scientists or studies of the stars, like uh-huh. people that studied the movements of the stars. They could have uh-huh. been lots of different things, um, uh-huh. but they were smart. They were wise. Uh-huh. And um, they came and they saw that the star was rising and they came to do the king homage Uh the king of the jews Uh and um that such as i mean they've done studies now that there was actually a star a Uh very rare star that was actually 
I mean, they've done all the numbers and that star did appear and that yeah. star actually did mm-hmm. was shown to actually move mm-hmm. to the, the side of, Be- of Bethlehem. And mm-hmm. just like that whole, like, I mean, scripture is backed up by science in yeah. every possible people. If you didn't yeah. know that, do your research seriously, yeah. because this stuff is real. Yeah. It's not just something that was written down for people to read it. I mean, there's nothing, all of this stuff is, is here and it's, um, it's been verified. Uh-huh. So I love that story and, and how, um, you know, they went to, to, they told King Herod, you know, where's the King of the Jews and, um, I think that they had to be really bold to like go to King Herod and say, okay, where's the King? We want to see the King. Then they actually did encounter Jesus at some point and um, they did him homage and they brought him gifts and, um, and then having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left on another route uh-huh. And just that whole story of the wise men and the magi, whatever you want to call them, I think is just like so powerful. It has so many different meanings and um, uh-huh. how, how these people that weren't Jewish people, they, they weren't, they wasn't their Messiah, but they recognized the significance of this. Yeah. Baby uh-huh. yeah. Um, and, you know, you don't know why it was was it the power of the Holy spirit that came upon them? I don't know, but, um, I just think it's a really cool story uh-huh. and it brings such richness because like you said earlier, people were expecting the King of the Jews to be this triumphant ruler, yeah. Yeah. you know, slay all the enemies and just uh-huh. rule and, you know, do all the good things. And uh-huh. he came as a humble baby in a manger. And that's not what was expected yeah. uh-huh. at the time. It was yeah. something else was expected. And yet the shepherds and the wise men both recognized yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And their, their willingness to, to trust God and all that, and to not listen to King Herod. Right. And to kind of defy that, that rule. And, you know, they took that warning seriously and went a different route. And, um, that takes some courage too. <laughs> to, against those. Yes. Yeah. Wow. This story is, is beautiful. So if you don't know the story of um, any of these stories, if these are new to you, if you're listening to this podcast, um, open up Matthew's chapter one and two and Luke's chapter one and two, and these stories are there. You can read them yeah. and follow along and learn more about um, the coming of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's exciting. It's, it's, it's changed, it's changed the world. It's God incarnate. It's God in the flesh. It's what makes us Christian, these Mm -hmm. stories. And they're, um, they're so, so rich. It's kind of fun talking about these in the middle of June. Like it's getting me excited for December. (laughs) I like it. I know it's kind of off, like off the liturgical calendar, which actually makes it fun. I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's something different. (laughs) yeah I love it all right are we ready for some gluttony I'm ready for some gluttony okay am I going first gluttony bring it we're gonna see how this goes because this item is (laughs) old it's 
supposed to be frozen and it's been sitting here for the duration. <laughs> so, what is it? Mochi ice cream. Oh my gosh, Kristen. I almost had that same thing, but I, I changed my mind. We would have been twins because <laughs> oh I, I have mochi in my fridge. I'm like, oh, I could do, bring that. Yeah. So this is, what, what um, flavor is it? So we always used to get the, um, at Whole Foods, you can buy little individual ones. So we'd always get different flavors and stuff, but I found them at Trader Joe's. So this is a uh, peanut butter chocolate. So it's oh. peanut butter ice cream and a chocolate mochi. Um, but I'm really afraid to take a bite of it now because it's very, very melted. <laughs> I might just put it back in the freezer, <laughs> but very, very good. And I love them because like, they're like little tiny little treats. So, I mean, if I open up a quart of, you know, half gallon of ice cream. I, I agree. Cream, I'm but. becoming obsessed with the mochi. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I like the mango ones mm. a lot. Yeah. I like the strawberry, the blood orange ones are really good. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's too funny. That. I came this close, but then I'm like, hmm. I was feeling a little Christmassy and I was like, oh, I don't have oh, any yeah. Christmas. But we that's okay. About that. I was like, I gotta make Christmas cookies. My week was too great. It was like everything I everything I could think of Christmas was like not it's like a hundred degrees today or like not quite. But like yeah. I was like, I don't want to turn in my oven. Yeah. But I was like, I did find a recipe and I actually made something. What did you make? I made chocolate mousse. Oh, look at you. With whipped cream. That looks very good. So um, it's actually, oh, we'll see. Oh, that looks really good. I haven't had chocolate mousse in so long. That was like my, oh my dad's gosh. like specialty. You hadn't tasted it yet? No, I was waiting. <laughs> it's delicious. It's really it good. It looks really good. It looks really creamy. I can even tell on this grainy Zoom call that it looks creamy. Well, it was the only thing I could make with like literally chocolate chips and egg yolk and some heavy whipping cream. And I had all that stuff with me. Nice. I was like, mousse, that sounds good. Yeah, I like it. So I made some mousse and it's delicious. I'm excited to eat it. Yeah. All right. So we had some sweet gluttony though. Both of us had sweet things. Today. Yeah, I know. Sometimes we're salty. Sometimes we're sweet. Amen. <laughs> All right. How are you bold this week, Janelle? Well, um, I just been trying to figure out what God's got planned for me. I need to get a job really. <laughs> um, and I've, I've applied for a few things, which is good. Please pray for me. Cause I'm still like trying to figure out like summer's coming and okay. my kids are going to be home and we don't have a third car and I really need a car for my daughter to have okay. to go to work because she's working now okay. so I've just been praying a lot about the plan and how how this is all going to work in the summer uh -huh. and just having some conversations with people about ministry and um, what's on my heart about like this apostolate and is you know what God has planned for it and um yeah I just been having some boldness and having a few conversations with different people that I've never talked to about it and um they've been they've been good awesome so just trying to reach out to different people and trying to articulate uh the vision of Parahisa Catholic so um I feel like God does have a plan I know that he does um the Holy Spirit is moving in my life in lots of ways. Um, I just have to be patient in knowing um, when and where and how. 
Yeah, so yeah, that's really hard. <laughs> it is huh. very hard. Yeah. Um, I think I've been in this, like my boldness this week comes as like a mix of like last week we were talking about just like things are getting a little bit, like things are a little bit more positive. There are more things are being, questions are being answered and just like being able to be in that stage of like dreaming and planning again and hope. <laughs> and so I've just been um, trying to be bold in like, in, in pursuing things, especially like in, for ministry and stuff for the year and how I'm brainstorming and, and planning those things to not just default to what I normally do, but to really be like praying and discerning, like how can we best meet family needs? How can we best do these, you know, these ministries? And it's um, like, on one hand, it's challenging because I'm tired and pregnant and know that we can always do things the way we always do them and they're usually fine. But like just leaning into that energy and that hope and like, okay, like, you know, we've been through such a crazy year with this pandemic and there's all these new changes, you know, in, in the parish I'm working at, we have a new pastor coming in and everything. And just so like, okay, God, like, what do you have planned for us? And like, what should I like, just trying to like, it's easy for me just because of my like type A personality for me to start planning and doing without always taking enough time to pause and really like discern and pray about it. So I'm trying to be really, really use this month to not just try and get so much planned, but to really kind of pray through all the ministries we have going on and the different directions things need to go in. And it's not always very easy for me, but I'm trying to, <laughs> to be bold that like, I don't have to have it. I don't have to have the answers all right now. Like it's okay to be planning. And, and this is the time where everyone's like, what are you doing next year? And I'm like, I don't really know yet. Like we're going to figure it out though. Like it's okay. We've got time. It'll all work out. It will. It will. God does have a yeah. plan and yeah. I've been really open to the Holy Spirit this last month. So Pentecost is like on my mind. So yeah, yeah. his plans are better than ours anyway. So we just need to be patient and wait for them. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So um, all of you out there, we are praying for you. Tell your friend about this podcast, share it with a friend, leave us a review on iTunes. We would love that. Uh, or Apple Podcasts as it's known now. Send us feedback at theboldpodcastpdx at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook, The Bold Podcast. And we would love to hear from you. And next week, let's see, what are we talking about next week? The Call of the Twelve. Call of the Twelve. This will be good. Yeah. So um, we'll break it out and, you know, do the heavy hitters, of course. And mm -hmm. yeah, how Jesus calls us all into ministry with him and you know starting with the 12 and the three and the one and um how we're all called into discipleship so Amen. looking forward to that and remember to this week be bold <laughs>